Welcome to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, friends? College football is here, baby. Let's celebrate by talking about our favorite first game of the season traditions. There's so much riding on that very first game, so the hype is unmatched for fans. But what does the first game of the season mean for the players? What are they feeling, and what is the week like leading up to the first game? Former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon will join me to discuss this. All I know is as an uber fan of football and fall and everything that goes along with it, I feel like a giddy schoolgirl right now. And to join me in my giddiness is my old pal, Ben Bagley. What's up, Ben? I can't wait! <laughs> Football! <laughs> Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. So good. That was great because I was actually going to say, I don't think I've ever heard you giddy. Giddy would not be a word that I would describe for you. No, I'm but just an honorary really- old man most of the time. <laughs> But not when it comes to football and it's week zero, baby. (laughs) Week one's next week. Let's go. Oh, that's how I feel. Hey, Ben, I know your heart belongs to the Raiders, but you have to admit there is nothing like college football. The grit, the nerves, the chance for every man to prove themselves. Today being day one, the slate is clean. No wins, no losses. Everyone's hopes and dreams are through the roof, and I'm here for it. So, Ben, what gets you most excited at the very beginning of the college football season? Joe, mine actually starts a little bit before college football season. It's it's usually okay. about a week ago. Uh, yeah. you, you walk outside your house for the first time, and it's either in the morning or in the evening, and you notice, oh, it's not so stinking hot. In fact, there's a bit of a crisp <laughs> in the air. And for some reason, the first time that happens every summer, I get excited. Like it, it's to that like camp starts. Forget about it. That's boring. But as soon as you walk out the door that first morning or evening, and it's just like, oh. Oh, that's that crisp in the air. Let's go! That's what football I'm talking season. about. And that, what, that's what gets me the most. And all of a sudden, my thoughts turn to football. It turns to Saturdays on the couch. It turns to Sundays <laughs> after church on the couch. Uh, it turns to those type of things. And then that's what it's all about. Is that the only reason we like football, if you really think about it? Maybe we're brainwashed because the weather is fantastic. Maybe we have no other, you know, no other choice but to love football. I'll tell you what. It, if it was in the summer, you know, that'd be that'd be rough. I'll tell you what, Lauren, there is nothing better. I have been I have been spoiled beyond belief in my not necessarily college football fandom, but also in my in my work that Saturday evenings I spend in some of the most picturesque places in the world, whether that's the Lavelle Edwards Stadium press box, uh, Rice Eccles Stadium, Utah State, or different press boxes around the country that I've got to go to, you're sitting up high, they're usually a window looking out the back end or the front end of the stadium, and the, the views you can get from a press box is fantastic, but I'll tell you what, there are a few things that compares to Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a fall evening, is that, that twilight's hitting and the orange hits the mountains. Yes, that's one of the most beautiful sights you can see. Ben, that was very poetic. I was picturing everything you were saying. And yeah, Wadsworth, Longfellow, Shakespeare got nothing <laughs> on me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that it's here. I always feel like my team can be anyone in the country. No, that's not true. I don't always feel that way. But even if I don't think the team is that good before the first game, I always know there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. I feel like that's got to be every fan in the country, don't you think? Like even well, if fall camp comes and you're like, okay, I, I know my team really isn't that good, but well, your hopes are so high. That's the beauty of the great unknown. And, and because, and I'd like to think that this is the case, maybe because I fit this description, 
the majority of us are optimists, right? I mean, we, we want to see the bright side, unless you're a Raider fan. You're an optimist, and you think the best, best things can happen. And that's the thing is you don't know. But what you know is you haven't been beaten yet. And that's a great thing. So, so this first week leading up to the game, every oh, I've got the best quarterback. I got the best receiver. My defense is oh, we're going to be awesome. Now that changes as you get beat, or if you get beat. But that's the thing is you don't know. You, you, I, I have people all the time because you work at BYU, you work at BYU TV Sports, you're on the team. Just just last night, uh, my son's basketball coach. Hey Ben, how the Cougars going to be? And I looked at him and go, I don't know, but I think they're going to be good. They've got the talent. I don't know, though, but I'll tell you what, they're going to be an exciting team. But Because that's the thing is we don't know, but, th- but that's, that's the nope. beauty of it, and that's why we enjoy it so much. And I, I still get asked that all the time as well. And I, I take a step back now because there have been years where I'm like, oh, you guys aren't going to believe how good these guys are going to be. And then they yeah, looked good happen. in seven so, on seven. Yeah, let me the, tell you. Yes, <laughs> my goodness. The number of receptions would blow your mind. No. Yeah. It's so I always take a step back and I'm like, well, listen, A, B and C are really nice, you know, and I, I try and take a step back for fans to, to temper their expectations. But that doesn't happen at the beginning of the season. Your expectations are through the roof. And everyone has something they do each game day to prepare for the game. But the first game is special because you never know what's going to happen. Like we talked about, your team could get destroyed, thus destroying all your hopes for the season. Uh, so the first game is special. So for me, I make sure I'm up to date on my knowledge of the players so I know exactly who I'm watching and what's what's to be expected. I like to wear something supporting my team all day. I rep it with pride at the grocery store, etc. Also, before the first game, without fail, I get huge butterflies in my stomach. It's so dumb. As if it's me playing or as if I had any control over what happens. Clearly, I do not. It doesn't matter, but the anticipatory butterflies before every first game of the season are there. So, Ben, what is your first game of the year tradition? Do you have one? I do have one, and and unfortunately, fans can't relate to this, so I apologize to fans out there, but I'm going to give you a peek inside <laughs> oh, no. of the life of a, a media member. I have never once gone to a high school class reunion because I don't need to oh, because ben. every fo- – well, the long story, don't have time for it. Uh, but <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to, Lauren, because every end of August, 1st of September, I get that experience because you walk into the press box, you're seeing writers and broadcasters and and friends that you've worked in the business around Mm -hmm. for a long time, but you probably haven't seen them for at least three months. So you get a chance to catch up and you're like, hey, what's going (laughs) on? Long time. How's life? How's the kids? Like that's the cool tradition is just kind of being around uh, the the people I've worked around and with for such a long time leading up to game, game time. And then the other tradition I have is, is just kind of taking it in. Um, I and, and I don't want to get sappy here, but I'm going to for just a second. The opportunity to sit, I, my job's uh, giving me that opportunity to sit in a press box to oversee a stadium where – Gentlemen are going to take the field and play a sport they love, play a sport that I love, and I'm getting the opportunity to sit and watch and get paid for it. And I've never <laughs> no, know. And, and, and and we laugh, but I'm not. I'm, I'm actually really serious here. I've never been. I don't ever want to take that for granted. 
because mm-hmm. it's a blessing in my life to be able to do that. Not everybody gets that chance. Not everybody gets a chance to go to games. I've been to so many games, Lauren, that I don't really want to go to games anymore. I'm happy to sit home and watch it on the couch. <laughs> but but So I want to be careful that I don't, especially that first game of the year, I don't ever want to take it for granted because it's awesome. It's awesome to watch the passion of fans in the stands. It's awesome to watch the fans as we're, they're walking into that stadium with the excitement and exuberant of a fan. It, that That's awesome to me. And the fact that I get to be a part of it, whether it's doing the pregame here on BYU Radio, or if it's going watching the game and covering it for BYU Sports Nation, or even just at any any opportunity to have to be a part of it, it's an awesome experience for me. I love that so much. And it's as if everything is brand new every single year. It really is. Like going to the stadium, seeing the fans, and really you do get chills uh, when you're able to go to the game. I worry and about I, some I of them depending you. on what they're wearing. Uh, but, but no, it's, it's <laughs> awesome to see their, their, their passion for the game. Would you, hey, okay, that reminds me. So I took the question on Twitter, and I got some really good responses. At Reed Beats said, have to iron the bib and comb out the beard. And the I know that guy. I know I've met him. Out. You know him? I've met out him. Blue and white striped overalls and string beards with BYU hats on. And so, I don't know why or what. Southwest corner the of the end zone. Southwest corner of the end zone. <laughs> yes. I know where seats are at. Yes, that's hilarious. But I, I don't know what it means. I don't know why that outfit specifically, but I'm so pleased by it. It made me so happy. Uh, ben, would you ever dress up to support your team? I'm curious. Uh, like, and I don't mean dress up in like a, you know, a, a hat and a shirt. I'm saying like all out dress up, go crazy. I'm, I'm not necessarily that guy, but I may or may not have a Las Vegas Raiders Lucha Libre mask in my office that I may or may not put on occasionally. <laughs> I cannot confirm like nor deny this. I can't, I can't confirm or demi- deny this, but there may or may not be that. I love it. I'm, I'm super happy. I'm going to call up your wife and see if you do it at home during the games. All right. At D Young1993 said, I buy at least one, but often two or three new BYU shirts that during the season I only wear to games I actually attend. Once the season is over, including bowl games, those shirts are added to the regular rotation. Then he said, people are genuinely surprised when they see me wear anything that's not BYU. Uh, so similarly, BYU tracker said, I'm wearing a BYU, a uh, different BYU shirt from Monday to Saturday. This is leading up to the game. And of course, watching the highlights of every game I can find. People spend a lot of money on BYU gear or just gear of their favorite team leading up to the games, Ben. How much money do you spend on Raiders gear? I'm not gear guy, number one. Um, okay. I, I do have a lot of BYU gear, not because I bought it. Uh, thank you. Uh <laughs> blessed (laughs) hashtag blessed but i do have a tradition and this that that tweet just reminded me uh every year my birthday falls just before football season so i give myself a birthday present every year and i buy one raider shirt and that's my shirt for the year that's my game day shirt for the year and that tweet just reminded me i haven't got my notification that thing shipped yet come on (laughs) so how many do you have now how many raider shirts do you have in your closet uh, I don't know, because they cycle out. I mean, I grow in or out of them, or they get holes, <laughs> and they become rags in the garage. So right now, I currently, I think I've got five in the rotation right now. Because heaven knows, Ben, you can't just give a Raider shirt away. Who's going to want it? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a, I think that was an insult. I'm not certain, but I think that might have been an insult. The silence, the silence. Oh, I'm, jo- I'm kidding, of course. I'm totally kidding. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you do that. All right, so we talked about a lot rides on this first game for everyone involved. 
the fans, the media members, like you said, that covered the team, and of course, the players and coaches. Ben, as a fan, what happens to you after the first game if your team loses? What happens to you? And well, what does it mean for the rest of the season? I'll be honest with you. It doesn't affect me as much as it used to. Um, I guess I grew up or I grew out of fandom a mm-hmm. little bit. And, mm-hmm. and, and Lauren, we've had this discussion before. I'm not uber, uber super fan. I'm more, I play more, I, I more play a super fan on the radio sometimes. Um, but uh, it used to affect me terribly. Like, I, it was bad. Like, I had issues. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but but now, I, you know what? It, I just. I take it for what it is. It's entertainment. It's enjoyment. And uh, at the end of the game, if they lose, I'll be disappointed and I'll, I'll complain and I'll throw, throw some snarky remarks over Twitter about how bad the Raiders are going to disappoint me again this year. Uh, wait, I already <laughs> sent that one out. I should have waited until the game was over. Uh, but, but It's still preseason, Ben. Well, <laughs> proof's in the pudding. Uh, there's a long history there. But no, I, I – but – I really enjoy just kind of that I still get the goosebumps, the butterflies as the game happens or it gets close or there's an opportunity. And 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 frankly, it sounds weird, but you enjoy the disappointment because that means you care and you've got the passion. And, right. And if you sit back like, oh, dang it, could have done it. That, that could have changed everything and could have changed my mood. But I don't get as worked up as I used to, long story short. How boring being Alabama fans then, right? The – like it's they gotta have to lose suck their... to win every game. Jeez. Right. <laughs> That's Dang, why I'm a Raider how, fan. How crappy for them. <laughs> That's why I'm a Raider fan. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not why we're BYU fans uh, this year. Hopefully good things to come. All right, Ben, you're awesome. Thank you so much for that. And up next, former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon will tell us what the players are experiencing before, during, and after the first game of the season. So don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. We know what it feels like as a fan leading up to the first game of the season. We know the joys of the first victory and heartache of the first loss. If we as fans feel all that, how do you think the players feel? To help give us greater insight into the minds of these athletes, joining me is former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon. Thanks for coming on with me, David. It's been too long, my friend. It has been way too long, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure. And listen, football season is here. So I love getting on and talking football with you. Um, man, I'll be more excited. And there truly is no greater time of the year. I, I honestly believe that. BYU makes their debut, debut against Arizona next week. Uh, college football starts today. What's the week before the season opener like for these players, David, uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally? Yeah, there's a lot of emotions uh, kind of rough right now. I mean, keep in mind, all these guys just went through a grueling uh, kind of training camp, right? Uh, so fall ball has wrapped up. A lot of these guys are banged up, and they've got some, some nicks and bruises that they're dealing with. Uh, but this way, coaching staff in the training camp is trying to help them get their legs back underneath them. Uh, and so I think physically they're trying to get their, their, their legs back. They're trying to get rested. Um, and heal up a little bit and start preparing for Arizona. And that's where the mental aspect comes in is up till now, they've been training and, and getting ready for the opposing side, right? Offense is getting ready to play against your defense and vice versa. Now you shift your mindset to, okay, we got to get ready for Arizona. Uh, and, and you start putting the game prep for that as well. So 
there's a shift mentally and then emotionally. Listen, these guys have been waiting for this for what seven months since their bowl game, um, and this is what you train year round for: is this opportunity to go out there and and play these twelve to thirteen games a season. And so that's the beautiful thing about football: every game is so special because you only have so many of them. Uh, and, and I know these guys are amped up and ready to go. And listen, I think as, as a BYU fan coming off of what happened last year, I think we're all pretty amped up as well as we saw what this team has the has the ability to do. Um, you know, when you got the players around you and, and frankly, yeah, BYU loses Zach Wilson, uh, but they've restocked and reloaded. And, and man, I, I'm excited to see what the team can do next week, next Saturday, almost, almost a week away. I can't wait. And I love that we as fans think that we have some pressure on us, you know, before the season starts, it is nerve wracking as a fan when you're, when you're getting ready to watch your team and, and you just kind of rarely uh, think of what the players and coaches are feeling. So, David, what about the day of? I know there's some sort of psychology behind keeping your emotions stable until you get out on the field. But what do you remember it was like from when you played going out on the field at the very first game? Listen, it's a feeling that never goes away. I mean, I don't care if you're a freshman or a senior. Uh, you, you get, you get the, 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 that nervous feeling deep down inside. I mean, even if you're fully prepared – uh, the nerves start to kick in a little bit. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. Listen, guys deal with it in all different manners. I mean, I, I remember guys would throw up in the locker room, in the, in the bathroom. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall, in fact. Bronco, uh, the first couple of years, he threw up almost like every pregame uh, when he did ready for games because he just, he just the nerves got to him. Uh, I, never, I never did that, fortunately. But, uh, you know, you deal with it different ways. It's, it's funny. Everybody has their own approach to the game. And, and some guys – listen to music and they, they're kind of by themselves. Other guys are more relaxed or joking around, messing around with guys. Um, everyone has their pregame routine. So you got to be cognizant and aware of that. You don't, you don't want to bother guys and get them out of the routine. So it's, it's, uh, you, you know, when you got a football team, you got 80 kids out there uh, and, and you know, it's, it's figuring out what everyone's routines are and, and dealing with that. But uh, you know, the day of the game, it's, it's really down to each person individually. And then of course, as a team, you walk into the stadium, uh, you know, you get there two hours before, two and a half, uh, and there, there are, there's, a, there's a whiteboard in the locker room that shows you exactly what time are the specialists supposed to go out, what time is the offense mm-hmm. supposed to go out, the defense, the, the skill. And so you kind of, you kind of base your, your prep on, depending on what time you're supposed to be on the field officially with the rest of your team. So, uh, guys, like I said, guys do different stuff. Right? Some guys like to go on jogs and warm up. Others like to sit in their locker, listen to music. Some guys take naps. Some guys put a pillow down and fall asleep. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody has a different routine. And so it's, uh, it's fun kind of watching it all play out. But the, the key is making sure everyone's prepared when uh, that kickoff happens. That'd be me. I'd be that guy. I'd definitely be the one taking a nap on the bench. Give me five, guys. I'll just give me five minutes here. Um, just listening to you talk, David, it, it's just kind of sad how much pressure we put on these players and on these coaches where, I mean, some of them get so nauseous. Like you mentioned Bronco Mendenhall that they, they have to throw up before they come out. And it, it is just a game, but it's a game that we love so much and they love so much. And, and a lot can ride on that first game, obviously depending on who you play, but even then, expectations are usually high, whether we logically know they should be or not. So what do you think is the impact of the first game of the season? Meaning what's the impact of, of whether you win or lose? How big is that? first yeah, game? Was, yeah. Listen, I'll say this. You can play against 
your own guys, right? So, so BYU goes offense versus defense, ones versus ones, and twos versus twos throughout camp. But you can't replicate the actual game C. Uh, you, because because guys, when you when you start in front of sixty thousand fans, you get that extra boost of adrenaline, uh, and, and uh, frankly, some people kind of lose their mind a little bit. Some people get too amped up and they forget their plays and they forget what they're supposed to do. And so uh, a lot goes into it. A lot of it's just trying to maintain composure uh, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in, in all the hoopla and all the you know the crowd noise and everything going on. Uh, so you, you know that, I think that's where seniority and upperclassmen come into play is trying to trying to keep even the youngsters and, and under wraps a little bit. Um, but as far as the game goes, it's, it's, it's obviously huge. That first game of the year, it really sets the tone for the rest of the year. Uh, and I look back at last year, BYU's team, when they went out there and just smoked Navy, I mean, it, it set the tone for the rest of the season. And, and we obviously saw what BYU did. So uh, you can always overcome losses in your first game. I did that at, uh, you know, no six, we lost at Arizona, but then we turned around and, and had a really solid season. So, it's, if you lose, it's not, you know, the season's not doomed. Uh, but this day and age with independence, uh, you know, a lot does right on that first game. If you lose that first game, it makes it that much tougher to try to climb your way back into rankings, you know, throughout the season. So um, for these guys, you know, this, this first game on the road, neutral site uh, against Arizona, a Pac-12 opponent, I mean, this, you're not playing a cupcake where you can kind of ease into the schedule. You're right into it. You're right into the thick of it. So um, you got to be even that much more – in tune and that much more locked in and ready to go. Yeah, it's no Portland State that they're playing the first game. But you you mentioned that you lost against Arizona, I think you said in 06. Um, I, I just can't even imagine being a player because you have so many – you're just so hyped up to get out on the field and play, and then you come out with a loss. What is it sincerely like for these players coming off a loss in the first game of the season? Yeah, I'll say this, uh, in, in, whether it's the first game or any game throughout the season, I mean, you know, fans, we take it hard sometimes because we, we're so vested into the game and emotionally. But, you know, you hear this all the time. I guarantee you players take it ten times harder. I mean, they're the ones that are out there in July and June and August when it's 100 degrees heat that they're just, you know, running sprints and pushing sleds and training harder than you could ever imagine. You know they put their whole life into this, and so for them, those losses, those losses hit home, and much harder than they do for us fans. Even though I think for us fans, we feel like uh, you know it, it hits us pretty hard as well. But um, you know it, it's it's tough. With that being said, I think I think every every football player they've obviously experienced some type of loss, uh, you know, throughout their career. Most likely, there's not too many kids that have gone undefeated since Pee Wee football. So you know they understand it's part of the game. Uh, you obviously want to limit those losses as much as possible, but. Um, you know, they're, well, the season we talked about is only 12 to 13 games. It seems relatively short. It's still, still somewhat long. You have lots of other opportunities ahead of you. But uh, you, you definitely want to start off on the right foot because, I, like I said earlier, I, I believe it really does set the tone for the season um, to get off on that right foot. And, and, I, and, frankly, that's what I like about this first game. Arizona, uh, you know, they're not a powerhouse in the Pac-12. They're obviously very capable. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a game that I think BYU can go out there and, and win. Uh, if they play their ball. So I think, I, I think you, once you're not open up against a USC or, a, you know, a Ohio State or Alabama, uh, you're open up against a team that I think you only have a great shot at. From what you've seen and heard about the Cougars so far from fall camp, uh, what are your for real expectations for this team? I know Kalani has said it's one of the deepest teams 
that he's ever had. And I feel like as a media member, you kind of hear that a lot. You know, you feel like you hear that year in and year out, whether it's true or not. But David, from what you've seen and heard, what are your expectations for this team? I'll tell you what, I actually have pretty high expectations. And listen, I'm not the type of guy to put the blue goggles on. Uh, I try to be more of a realist because, uh, you know, I played the game, understand how difficult it is to go win a lot of games and, and execute week in, week out. Um, but watching them at practice, I mean, these guys, they, they look great. And, and, you, and you really, you look around, the guys are now going to be, you know, supporting Jaron Hall at quarterback. Um, you got Tyler Algier, Lopini Katoa. These are veteran guys. You know, Isaac Rex, you look at receiver Cornell, Pau, Gunnar Rami. These are all guys that played, started for two, three, four years in the system. And so, uh, and then the offensive line, and people keep asking about the offensive line, yeah, you lost Freddie Christensen, but you bring back Impey. I mean, you, you bring back uh, Herring. I mean, you've got LeChance. I mean, you've got so many bodies on the offensive line uh, that got significant playing time last year. And I think that was one of the beauties of last year where BYU against Navy and gets Texas State and some of these other schools where, where they, they, you know, blew them out was it allowed the second and third stringers to get in and get some game reps and some game experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that – so crucial and so valuable because that helps with your development, especially these young guys who are now being called upon to start. And so uh, I think I would agree with Kalani. The depth, the depth is there. Uh, the talent is there. The question is now, can they put it all together? And, and that's always the, the biggest question mark in that first game of the year. Can they, can they put it all together? What, what, how do you feel like Jaron Hall is going to react to all the pressure that's put on him following Zach Wilson's incredible season, obviously being the, the second-round draft pick in the, the NFL draft? What do you think is going through Jaron Hall's mind right now? You know, I think he's a pretty confident kid, and especially watching him on the field and watching the way he commanded, commanded the offense this fall camp. Um, I, I think he's a very confident guy who he understands he's not Zach Wilson, nor does he need to be Zach Wilson. He's his own player that has different weapons and abilities than Zach has. Um, and I think he's just got to go out there and, and, and do his thing. I, I don't think you need to worry about living in the shadows of Zach Wilson. I think all BYU fans were obviously thrilled with how Zach played last year, but they also realized that it's a new era and uh, you got a new quarterback at the helm. I can't wait to see what happens next week. David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Always fun. Thanks so much, Lauren. And, uh, Hopefully we get a dub next week and, and ride the season and have a solid one this year. Yeah, you got it. Happy golfing, my friend. <laughs> Indeed. Take care. <laughs> Bye, David. Thank you. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to David Nixon and Ben Bagley for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.